you all listen to my recent podcast about hiking challenges. It was titled Hiking for Patches. If you haven't, please go check it out. I labeled it Hiking for Patches because a lot of these hiking challenges involve when you complete it, you send in a form and usually $5 or so, and they will send you a patch and you get assigned a number showing your achievement. And as I said in that podcast, Hiking challenges could be fun. They could be motivating. Um, they can help you maybe bring in some friends to join you. That's been the case with the Catskill 35. I've got a group of friends, John and Dar, who we've been hiking the Catskill 35 and having a lot of fun. Pat joins us on some of those, um, as well as my two sons. So it's helped us expand, myself at least, the group of people I hike with. And I enjoy these hiking challenges. Some of them, not so much maybe. Some of them I just, I've got two in particular I'm just struggling to motivate myself with. The Finger Lakes Trail, which I have enjoyed. I started in 2008. I have a lot of great memories because I was started hiking that when my youngest son was 11 years old. So a lot of that trail I hiked with my my three boys, not all at the same time, but at different times, they had joined me on those hikes. And I've had friends do other sections with me. And I'm of a 500 and I think it's 560 mile trail. I have less than 200 miles left to complete. Got a little bit of logistics problem and a little bit of a motivation problem. Doesn't exactly offer the summits or the views that some of these other hiking challenges have. But I think I can enjoy going through some of the small towns and meeting some of the people that make these towns special. Then there's the Catskill Highest 100 or 102. Okay, it's the book calls it the Catskill 67. So 67 plus 35 gives you 102. Okay, some of the hikes are fun. Some of them give you some nice views. But quite honestly. Kind of got involved with this because as we were doing the highest 35, we had already crossed over some of the next next 67. So we decided, well, let's just keep going. Let's get these 100 out of the way. But with 32 left, I'm struggling to stay motivated. Um, Honestly, some of these hikes just feel like I'm checking boxes. They're not offering me much in terms of, wow, that was a real challenge to get up there, or what a view on the way up. Instead, it's just, okay, here's where we have to park. We're going to hike to this point and say we were there, turn around and go back to the car. And maybe I'm becoming a bit of a hiking snob. I don't know. I hiked the long trail. That was great. And then this past summer, spending time in the Adirondacks, maybe maybe I'm setting the bar a little high. And I haven't even been out west yet, which I'm hoping to get to do maybe this summer. I'm not even going to get into 2021 plans. I'm still, still recovering from canceling my plans from 2020. Anyway, back to the topic here. I just, um, 
I look at this challenge. I bought the book. Okay, so maybe that's another mode. Maybe that's going to be one of my motivating factors. I spent $22 or $23 for the book. Comes with a nice little map in it, a little description about the peaks and uh, some 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 advice like, well, get permission to hike on private property. Oh, by the way, a lot of these summits in the next 67 on the lower part of that list, they're on private property. This is my favorite part of the book when you author suggest get permission, which is important. You should make sure you get permission because as outdoors people, we do not want to break that trust we have with private landowners. That's how trails get closed down. That's how we end up with reroutes and turning our worlds upside down. So yes, we want to get permission. But what I like is how to go about getting permission. Just knock on their door and ask. I drive two and a half hours to get there. And anybody familiar with the Catskills knows there's no easy way around the Catskills. Everything feels like it's going to be 35, 40 minutes to get from trailhead to trailhead. So if I get up there and nobody's home, which has happened once already, what do we do? Then my favorite image, if somebody answers the door, here they come shuffling over to the door in their pajamas. Hey, uh, Mr. Homeowner, Mr. Landowner, you know, you got that nice peak up there I want to hike. Sorry to barge in on you on your breakfast. By the way, is that fresh coffee I smell? Hmm, wouldn't mind a cup. How about some of those scrambled eggs scrambled, scrambled eggs and bacon before I head out on the trail? What the heck? I think if somebody knocked on my door at 9 o'clock looking at, asking for permission to hike on my, my land, that would get old fast. How many times is that going to happen before that homeowner just puts a sign out in front of the house that says, no trespassing, don't come by here, don't bother asking me for permission, just don't bother me. I don't think that that's not going to go over well either. I just don't know if that's the right answer. If it's private property, maybe we just shouldn't be hiking on it, which leads me to my next dilemma with this challenge. Bushwhacking. I love the bushwhack. On the 35 highest in the Catskills, some of my favorite hikes involve bushwhacking. But it always went through my mind. Are we compromising the leave no trace ethos? Are we kind of bending the rules here a little bit? Because you can't go through these woods. You can't get off these trails and start walking towards these summits without trampling on some wildlife. Or I should say, you know, the vegetation. Let's start with the vegetation. There's probably wildlife, too, that we're scaring the crap out of and scattering all over the forest as we walk through. Heard he had a few encounters where we've come, you know, with I've seen snakes slithering away. But there, to, there must be other forms of wildlife we're scaring and disrupting, most importantly. And how long before we just start beating herd paths up to these summits? I struggle with that. I honestly do. I struggle with the ethics of bushwhacking. Is it ethical? And, and are we putting our hiking at risk when we do this? Are we, you know, we are we are we giving some of these landowners um, some of the ammunition they need to say, hey, we we don't want people walking on our property. Look what they're doing. Look at they're they're destroying it. Um, and and let's be honest, some people are just slobs. Some people are just going to leave their mess behind. They're gonna they're going to eat their lunch and think nothing of just throwing their garbage around. It happens. It happens everywhere. We see it. And as these 
trail as peaks become more popular, we will begin to see more of it. And that concerns me, and I do struggle with that. I don't mean to gripe. I really don't. I don't mean to rant. But I did feel the need to share that with you after doing an episode on hiking for patches and hiking challenges. Well, thanks for hanging in there with me. On a positive note, because I do feel the need to end things on a positive note, I did have a great hike with John Special K Coral yesterday. Well, we'll just say recently. We don't know if this is going to air the day after. We had a fun hike up to Southwest Hunter. We had all the elements you want in a winter hike. We were able to get up there with micro spikes. There was a little bit of snow, but not deep enough that we needed to put on snowshoes. Uh, and then it, 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 coming home was a little stressful. Well, I wasn't driving, so I would imagine for John it was quite a bit stressful because we were down to maybe 20 miles per hour at one point on the interstate. The snow had really started coming down on the way home. But we had a good time. I, I don't know that there is such a thing as a bad hike. We always make the best, no matter no matter what the situation or the conditions. I just don't think there's any any such thing as a bad hike. The only bad hike is the one that you decide you're too lazy to get out, to get out and do. All right. Thanks for listening. And stay safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at PapaBearHikes at gmail.com. Or check us out at PapaBearHikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.